Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. Welcome, everyone, to the final Tuesday edition of the First Pitch Podcast of 2022 MLB season. I'm your host, Daniel Port. Thank you for joining us. There was a ton of MLB action yesterday that I would love to get you up to date on here. So let's just jump straight into it. Beginning with the injury news and notes for the Baltimore Orioles, Ramon Urias said Monday that he'll need eight to 12 weeks to fully recover from a sprained right knee. And Felix Bautista went on the 15 day injured list with an undisclosed injury. For the Boston Red Sox, Xander Bogarts is expected to play Tuesday against the Rays. He's been dealing with a back injury. He's been day-to-day. And Rob Refsnyder was placed in the 10-day injured list with low back spasms on Monday. For the Cincinnati Reds, TJ Friedel has been diagnosed with a hamstring injury and will miss the last two days of the regular season with a leg injury. For the Kansas City Royals, Salvador Perez was out of Monday's game against the Guardians and is listed as day-to-day with a thumb injury. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, Chris Taylor received a cortisone injection in his neck on Monday and is listed as day-to-day. For the Miami Marlins, Edward Cabrera was placed on the 15-day injured list with a right ankle sprain yesterday, which ends his season. For the New York Mets, Starling Marte won't be ready to return from the 10-day injured list any sooner than Friday, depending on how he fares in workouts over the next few days. That's according to Mets manager Buck Showalter. For the New York Yankees, Glaber Torres list is day-to-day. He was removed from Monday's game against the Rangers. He's under the weather right now. For the Philadelphia Phillies, Brad Hand threw a 25-pitch bullpen session Monday and is scheduled to face live hitters uh, tomorrow. For the San Francisco Giants, Evan Longoria was placed on a 10-day injured list with a fractured right thumb. Moving to the St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Arnott was listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury, and Tyler O'Neill won't be activated from the 10-day injury list before the Cardinals' regular season finale on Wednesday in Pittsburgh, but manager Oliver Marmel said that the outfielder could be included on the postseason roster as he's still dealing with a hamstring injury. Moving to the Tampa Bay Rays, Yandy Diaz is listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury, and David Peralta is also listed day-to-day. He was out of the lineup for yesterday's game in Boston with a hip injury. We'll monitor status for today. For the Texas Rangers, Cole Raggins was placed on the 15-day injury list with a left calf strain. And for the Toronto Blue Jays, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is trending in the right direction and could be available for Toronto's upcoming wildcard series as he's coming back from a hamstring injury. Finally, to wrap things up, looking at the Washington Nationals, Nelson Cruz is listed as day-to-day with an eye injury that's been bothering him for quite some time now. He was not in the starting lineup yesterday against the Mets. We'll monitor status for today. Now, moving on to the games from yesterday's action, let's start with the Royals and the Guardians. As the Royals won this game 5-2, to two. Uh, to take a look at some of the Royals hitters that stood out, Bobby Witt Jr. went 1-for-5 with a run scored and his 30th stolen base, so that gives him a 20-home run, 30-stolen base season on the year, which is a tremendous rookie year. Also, Drew Waters went 2-for-4 with a run and 4 RBIs with his 5th home run on the season. Moving to the pitching side of things, Zach Greinke pitched well, going six innings pitched, giving up seven hits, giving up just two runs, only one of them earned with a walk and a strikeout. While the on the Guardian side of things, Tristan McKenzie pitched five innings, 
giving up four hits and one earned run with no walks and four strikeouts. Moving to the Cardinals versus the Pirates. Uh, the Pirates came out on top on this one, 3-2. to two. For the Cardinals, Albert Pujols hit home run number 703, going one for three with two RBIs in that game. That's his 24th home run on the season. And on the Pirates side of things, Jake Suwinski hit his 19th home run, going one for two with a run, an RBI, and a walk. In terms of their pitching in this game, uh, the Cardinals actually took a bit of an unconventional approach this one. Jose Quintana made the start, going three innings pitch, giving up no earned runs and getting no strikeouts with a walk and a hit. And then Miles Mikolas uh, went three innings pitched, giving up three hits, one earned run, no walks and no strikeouts. And the reason that they did this was Oliver Marmel, uh, the Cardinals manager, said that he wanted to put both pitchers into a place where they could start either game in the first round. And so this set them up to do so. On the Pirates side of things, Mitch Keller pitched well, going five innings pitched with two earned runs, uh, two walks, just six hits given up, five strikeouts to go along with that. Moving on to the Braves and the Marlins. The Braves really needed to win this game, but they could not do it here as the Marlins win four to nothing. For the Braves, Dansby Swanson went two for four with his 32nd double on the season. And on the Marlins side of things, several hitters had good days. John Birdie went two for four with a run scored and his 40th stolen base on the season. Brian De La Cruz went three for four with two runs scored and three RBIs, hitting his 19th double of the season and his 13th home run of the season. Heck of a day for Brian De La Cruz. And then Jesus Sanchez went three for four with an RBI and two doubles, giving him 14 now on the season. Looking at the pitching in this game for the Braves, Bryce Elder went five innings pitched, giving up six hits, four earned runs, a walk, and five strikeouts in this one. While on the Marlins side of things, Jesus Lazardo had himself one heck of a day. He went six innings pitched, giving up four hits, no earned runs, walking just one hitter, and striking out 12 Braves in this game to pick up the win. Moving on to the Cubs versus the Reds. The Reds won this one 3-1. to one. And for the Reds, a couple of hitters that stood out. Stuart Fairchild went 1-for-2 with a double. That's his fourth in the season and a run scored. Jonathan India had a double of his own. That's his 16th on the season. He also had an RBI in addition to a run scored. And Kyle Farmer had his 25th double on the season going 1-for-3 with an RBI. No Cubs hitters really stood out in this one. But on the pitching side for them, Hayden Wesnetsky was really great going six innings pitched, giving up just two runs, only one of them earned, walking one, giving up four hits, and striking out six hitters. On the red side of things, Hunter Green continued his recent stretch of great pitching, going six innings pitched, giving up just two hits, no earned runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Jumping over to the AL East, the Blue Jays topped the Orioles 5-1. to one. For the Blue Jays, Vlad Guerrero was the big hitter in this one, going one for three with his 32nd home run, an RBI, a run scored, and a walk. Whit Merrifield also had himself a heck of a day going three for three with two RBIs and a run scored. On the Orioles side of things, Jorge Mateo went one for three with a run scored and his 35th stolen base on the season. Looking at the pitching in this one, Dean Kramer took the mound for the Orioles and went six innings pitched, giving up four runs, just three of them earned, with a walk and four strikeouts and six hits given up. On the Blue Jays side of things, though, Jose Barrios finally had a really nice game going six innings pitched with one earned run, just three hits given up, three walks, which is a little troubling, but he did strike out five in this one uh, and had himself one heck of a game when the Blue Jays perhaps needed it the most. Moving on to the Yankees and the Rangers. The Yankees won this one 3-1. to one. The Rangers were held at just two hits in this one. For the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton hit his 30th home run going one for two with a run in an RBI and two walks. Isaiah kiner Falefa went 0-3 in this one, which is not great, but he did have a walk and stole his 22nd base on the season here, which is something to keep in mind perhaps for next year. This game had a fun pitching matchup in it, as Luis Severino took the mound for the Yankees, going 7 innings strong with no earned runs given up 
in fact, actually gave up no hits in this as well, while walking just one hitter and striking out seven. On the other side of things, Martin Perez had himself a heck of a game as well, going six innings pitched, giving up five hits, but giving up just one earned run out of all that, while somehow walking five hitters and only striking out two, and getting out of that only giving up just the one earned run. Moving on to the Rays and the Red Sox. The Red Sox won this one 4-3. to three. For the Rays, Wander Franco had himself a heck of a game, going 3-4 for four with a run and an RBI. He hit his third triple on the season and also his sixth home run on the season. Also, Manny Margot went 1-4 for four with his fourth home run on the season. He had two RBIs in this one as well. Looking over at the Red Sox, Rafael Devers had himself a heck of a game, as we should expect. He went 3-for-3 three three with a double a run and an RBI. Christian Arroyo went one for four with his 16th double on the season, as well as a run and two RBIs. And finally, Enrique Hernandez went two for four with his 24th double on the season uh, with an RBI of his own. Moving into the pitching for this game, Tyler Glasnow took the mound for the Rays. He went 3.2 innings pitches. He continues to ramp his uh, pitch count up for the postseason. He gave up no earned runs in this one, walked one, and struck out seven. The, for the Red Sox, Rich Hill took the mound and went six innings pitched, giving up three runs, just one of them earned, with a walk, six strikeouts, and just three hits given up in this one. Jumping all the way over to the NL West versus the NL Central, we have the Diamondbacks taking on the Brewers. The Brewers won this one 6-5 in the 10th inning. For the Diamondbacks, Dalton Varsho went 1-5 for five with an RBI and his 16th stolen base. And Sergio Alcantara hit his sixth home run, going one for three with three RBIs. On the Brewers' side of things, Hunter Renfro was the big hero in this one. He hit his 29th home run in the ninth inning, and then had the walk-off hit in the tenth to put the game on ice, uh, going two for five on the day with two RBIs and a run scored. Christian Yelich also hit his 14th home run of the season, going two for four with an RBI and two runs scored in this one. Pitching for the Diamondbacks, Tommy Henry... Through an impressive 6.1 innings pitch, giving up just one earned run, walking one hitter, giving up just three hits, and striking out five. While on the Brewers' side of things, Brandon Woodruff does what you expect Aces to do. He went six innings pitched, giving up just two earned runs, giving it two hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, and the one home run. The Phillies took on the Astros and came out on top three to nothing. And for them, the real story was Kyle Schwarber going uh, two for three with two home runs, giving him 46 now on the season with two RBIs, two runs, and two walks. Bryson Stott also had himself a heck of a day, going three for three with his 19th double on the season and his 10th home run on the season to go along with a walk. Houston was allowed just two hits in this one, so uh, there wasn't much offense going for them on their side of things. But pitching-wise, the Phillies had Aaron Nola on the mound, and he went 6.2 innings pitched, giving up no earned runs, walking no hitters, and striking out nine, giving up just two hits. So he is looking primed for the playoffs. On the Astros side of things, Lance McCullers went six innings pitched, giving up six hits, just one earned run, one walk, striking out five, and giving up just the one home run. Moving on to an AL Central battle that doesn't really matter for much. The Twins took on the White Sox, with the White Sox prevailing 3-2. to two. For the Twins, Gio Urshela went 2-4 for four with two RBIs, a run scored, and his 13th home run on the season. Moving over to the White Sox, Josh Harrison went 1-3, for three, hitting his 7th home run on the season and having two RBIs in this game as well. Towing the rubber in this one for the Twins, Bailey Ober went 5 innings pitched, giving up two earned runs on just two hits, 
with a walk and four strikeouts and one home run given up. On the White Sox side of things, Johnny Cueto continued his fantastic season going seven innings pitched, giving up two earned runs on six hits with no walks and four strikeouts and a home run given up of his own. Jumping over to the West Coast, we have the Angels taking on the Athletics with the Athletics winning this one 5-4. to four. For the Angels, we have Livian Soto going two for five with a run scored, continuing his scorching hot season so far as he's now hitting 412 on the season. And... Shohei Otani went one for four with a double, a run, and an RBI. Moving over to the athletics, Seth Brown went two for five with three RBIs and his third triple on the season. Pitching-wise, Patrick Sandoval was not the reason the Angels lost this one, as he went six innings pitched, giving up no earned runs with five hits, a walk, and six strikeouts. On the athletics side of things, Adrian Martinez continued his tough season as he went 4.1 innings pitched with seven hits, giving up four earned runs, giving up two walks, and five strikeouts. Jumping over to the Tigers and the Mariners with a game that had uh, some implications as to how the playoff matchups would shake out here. The Tigers came out on top 4-3 to three over the Mariners. For the Tigers, Akil Badu went 2-4 for four with one run scored and two stolen bases. That gives him 9 on the season, making Scott Chu a very happy man. And Javi Baez went 1-5 for five with his 17th home run on the season with two RBIs. On the Mariners squad, Julio Rodriguez went 3-for-4 with a run scored in RBI in his 25th double on the season. Pitching for the Tigers was Brian Garcia, going 6.2 innings pitched with three earned runs, two walks, five hits given up, and six strikeouts. On the Mariners, I think George Kirby struggled in this one, going just four innings pitched with four earned runs, six hits, three walks, five strikeouts, and a home run given up. Staying over on the West Coast, the Giants took on the Padres. The Padres coming out on top 7-4. to For the Giants, Brandon Crawford went 1-for-4 with two RBIs and a run scored, and Joey Bart went 1-for-4 with two RBIs of his own. The Padres, in the end, Jay Cronenworth went 2-for-4 with two RBIs and a run and his 30th double on the season, while Will Myers hit his sixth home run of the season, going 2-for-4 with three RBIs on the day. Pitching for the Giants, John Brabia was the opener in this one, going just one innings pitched, giving up no runs. And then Scott Jelly took over, throwing five innings pitched, giving up four hits, no earned runs, walking just one hitter, and striking out eight. For the Padres, Joe Musgrove did his thing, going six innings pitched, with no earned runs, giving up just two hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Finally, to wrap things up, our last game on the day, the Rockies best of the Dodgers 2-1. to one. For the Rockies, Sean Bouchard really stood out, going 3-4 for four with a run scored and two doubles, giving him six doubles on this young season as he's already off to a scorching start to his career, hitting 313 on the season. And, and Trace Thompson for the Dodgers went 2-3 for three with his 13th home run on the season, a run in an RBI. Pitching for the Rockies was Jose Urania, going six innings strong with just one earned run given up, five hits and four strikeouts with a home run given up. And for the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin, who's working his way back up to full strength here, uh, went just two innings pitched with one earned run given up, three hits, no walks, and three strikeouts. So that's all of the game action from yesterday. But before we jump into what we're looking forward to today here, jumping into the final days of the season, let's take a quick break. 
Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show Welcome back. I've managed to get some water in me and get my voice back here. So let's check in real quick with Mark Paquette for the weather for today. Thank you very much. We get a couple days left of the Major League Baseball regular season. And today, Monday, we have some showers around Baltimore as the Blue Jays will be making their season finale series um, in Baltimore. Um, really doesn't mean much in terms of playoff uh, spots, but playoff positioning still up for grabs in the American League wildcard. Uh, but yeah, they should be able to get this game in. It's just kind of cloudy, cool, drizzly, a shower or two around, but I fully expect them to play. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mark. Now, let's talk what I'm looking forward to out of today's games. For the most part, the playoff uh, implications are pretty much wrapped up. We're starting to see the matchups really start to take hold here for the first round, and pretty much every playoff spot is wrapped up. One important one, though, is obviously the Mets and the Braves are still battling for supremacy in the NL East to see who takes the division and who ends up in the first wildcard spot. So we want to pay attention to the Mets taking on the Nationals in a doubleheader today as yesterday's game got rained out. Uh, and then the Braves will be taking on the Marlins. The Braves have Jake Odorizzi going up against Braxton Garrett, so that can be a really fun game to watch for those implications. And we also have a couple pitchers trying to kind of cement their Cy Young resume, even if they're not the front runners, like Justin Verlander, Zach Gallen, Carlos Rodon, Julio Urias, uh, are all kind of trying to put up one more big start on their resume to sort of say, hey, I deserve some Cy Young votes here as well. So that could be all worth watching as well. Now, in terms of some pitchers that I might be looking to stream, uh, obviously most fantasy seasons are pretty much over at this point. But if you're doing DFS or anything like that, Cal Quantrill at home against the Royals. I've said many times in this podcast, Cal Quantrill is unbeatable at home. That is just the one unwritten rule is that he does not lose at home. I don't think he's lost in about two years in a home game. Uh, he's just fantastic. Start him against the Royals who stink and you'll be happy about it. Chris Flexen, I'm not sure how far he'll go uh, in this game, but he's going up against the Tigers, so that's a nice matchup if we think he might get an extended start here. And then Javier Assad against the Reds pitching for the Cubs could be a nice matchup there as well. In terms of hitters I'm looking to stream, throw all the Guardians you get your hands on against Daniel Lynch of the Royals. It's worth trying to see who is actually going to play as they'd like to mix and match with their lineups a little bit. The likes of Will Brennan or... Miles Straw or Stephen Kwan could be really nice matchups, even if you want to look at, say, Josh Naylor or even his brother if he plays Bo Naylor. 
and also any Mets you can get your hands on going up against Corey Abbott of the Nationals who's really struggled this season. There aren't a ton of Mets available still out there, but uh, especially in DFS, you know, taking a look at any Mets, that could be a really nice matchup. So that's our podcast for today. That's all the action uh, from yesterday as we look to wrap up this season. Thank you for joining me. I'll be back here tomorrow. I'll give my big farewell uh, and get all sappy tomorrow. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll see each other manana. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.